Hello and welcome to True North EV. My name is James and uh, today we're going to be talking about uh, the return of Luna. So, to begin with, <laughs> uh, since the last recording, it has been quite the gong show dealing with Hyundai Canada. Um, I know when I order even a $10, $20 item from Amazon, I could tell where that thing is coming from China, see all the different cities it's gone through in China, all the way to where it comes to Canada, and all that. Uh, what, $13,000, $15,000 battery? Hyundai has no clue where it is, it seems. So, <laughs> uh, since the recording, I, uh, I did get a rental car. Hyundai Canada paid for the rental car. It was a Mitsubishi Mirage. So, nice tiny car. Basically, it's a three or four seater. When I have my son in the car seat, it uh, neither one of my other kids can really sit beside him. Just because it is such a narrow vehicle. <laughs> so, yeah, we had, luckily we had our... Uh, my in-laws vehicle for most of the time uh basically what last one week we didn't have it and uh so we had their vehicle so if we needed to fit everybody in we just moved it to that vehicle and uh yeah but hyundai gave me no real timeline as to when a battery would be coming in uh we actually, my wife, she just saw the bill that that uh, Hyundai paid for the rental vehicle. So essentially for one month rental vehicle, that was close to $1,200 they paid. And then we had all our gas. I'm hoping gets reimbursed. They're going to see... Hyundai Canada told me to give the dealership all my gas receipts and all that. And they said it would be reimbursed. I'm not sure if there's a certain dollar value or anything that they have with it. But handed all those in. Um, with regards to where my vehicle was, they basically said, get us an estimate of how much it will cost to get down to pick it up. and But they wanted me to find bus and air. I don't know how many of you are listening that kind of know the whole thing. Greyhound, which was kind of the only bus service that uh, went to all these little... the All these little towns and cities and all uh, along the way. They haven't operated in like... What has it been? Three, four years? So, there's no bus service out that way. But it's also... So, you want me to take... It'd probably be 20-ish hours to take a bus out there to go pick up my vehicle. Luckily, I did find a plane ticket that was cheap. And looking at the price of plane tickets to go to Lloydminster is basically ranged anywhere from like $260 up to 
So it was me taking a chance and hoping that uh, they got, hoping that I was approved because I, I was able to pick up a cheap plane ticket. So it cost about $260. And um, Hyundai basically said they would reimburse the cost of that plane ticket. Now, if my vehicle wasn't ready and I had to change the date and it happened to be that $1,200 ticket, I don't know if they would reimburse that. And then I'd be out even that. So they're not really keen on... They're not really clear on what they will and won't cover. So there's always the chance that it's not covered and they have no guarantee. I guess actually even right now, I don't have a check from them. So I don't even have that guarantee that I will get the money back, the full amount back. Um, yeah, so they said they would cover it. Although, what, with the way the airport security and all that is, I basically got uh, the airline company I went through was WestJet. And they basically told me to be there two and a half hours before the flight. So I was there at seven in the morning at the airport. And of course, uh, airport was pretty dead. So got through security super quick and uh, just hung out at the airport. Which, uh, so plane takes off. We go to Calgary, hang out there for another couple hours. And and I hop on a really small plane. There was a whopping 23 of us to get to Lloyd, uh, Lloyd Minster. And uh, yeah, get there, get a cab, which I don't know if that's going to be covered. And uh, so go pick up my vehicle. And uh, talking with the awesome... Uh, service writer. That's the word I'm looking for. Uh, she actually told me that the mechanic who was working on it, initially he was a little bit nervous about working on it. As I've told you, they've never done it before. And uh, he said it was way easier than he thought. Um, but actually going back a little bit, even with the battery, um, I actually didn't know it was going to be there until I had got the ticket, got approved, and basically Hyundai Canada told me it would be there, what was it, like a week and a half before, I think. They gave me a Monday, and then it changed to a Friday, and then it changed to the following Monday, like the Monday I left Saturday. It arrived Monday, the Monday before. And they didn't know how long it was going to take them to change or anything as they've never done it before. So we do that. And so it only got in the shop on Tuesday. But they were able to actually get it in and out on Tuesday alone. So it took less than a day to do, which is awesome, uh, given the fact that they've never done it before. So it, it shows me that it is, 
Either has really great walkthrough instructions, easy to explain. Um, so they did. So I guess now jumping back to where I was, <laughs> uh, they uh, they did have the car fully charged for me when I got there, and so I basically gave her all my receipts and went out put the seat back seats down filled up my little air mattress that I bought which it doesn't have a one-way valve so by the time you pull out the air pump to close it you gotta go super quick and a bunch of air came out so you live and learn it's a two-person job for that so I had about a half inflated air mattress I left there at about, by that point, it was, what, 3.30 there. So it would have been 4.30 back home. So I'm going on about nine hours before I even start driving. That's just like airport. I've been up since, I think I woke up at about five in the morning. So, so it's already getting to be a bit of a long day. And, uh. So I start going. I uh, decided that I was going to avoid one, the first charge stop, which would have been North Battleford. And uh, it, it seems almost like it is a bigger battery pack, but I'm not 100% sure. I don't have any of the specs. I did get to Saskatoon with, would have been, about 54% left, which before, I'm pretty sure I was a lot lower than that. I was driving conservatively just because I have heard uh, some stories on Facebook where people have gotten new batteries and the first time they charge it up at a level 3 charger, they have had issues. So my goal was to get to a bigger city which would be Saskatoon, in case I had any issues. There would be a dealership there. There would be a rental car place that I could kind of finish this trip up. So got there, 54%. First flow charger I went to, uh, it had like two units, two head units on, and it was at a Canadian Tire, and only one of them was being seen by the app. And the card reader wasn't working. So I had to actually go to the other flow charger that actually Tesla put in. So there's about eight Tesla chargers and then two flow chargers that Tesla put in. So I went there, charged up, and that one actually was, it only cost me $11.59 at that charger so super reasonable super uh good went and had supper there so yeah lots to do there there was lots of malls there's a walmart all kind of within the same parking lot it's essentially a massive parking lot with stores kind of all around it so not too bad in that respect from there, I think I only charged up to, it was 81% that I charged up to, 81, 82, right in that range. 
So it didn't take super long to charge up. So basically ate lunch or ate supper, watched the show, and was on the road again. From there, I went to, well, I made one stop in Davidson to grab some coffee finally because I hadn't had a coffee since breakfast. So I needed a little bit of caffeine. Stopped in Davidson, got some coffee, and then continued on to Regina. Now, Regina is kind of where I tried to get a little bit of sleep. It was unsuccessful, but I actually brought a big blanket with me and sort of set up almost like a, a tent on the inside. So I have uh, like clamps that were clamping to the back seat handles. And then I would clamp, take another clamp, and there's, in my Kona, because I don't have the premium, there's a little pocket on the passenger side. So I'd clamp the blanket to that. And then I had a big uh, rolling bag that had an extra charger, my sleeping bag, my blanket, all that kind of stuff with it. Uh, kind of put the blanket under there. So I have a big tent blocking all the windows. And uh, tried to get a little bit of sleep. Unsuccessfully. But uh, the temperature was starting to drop. So I was just fogging up the windows mostly there. And uh, But I did hear a bunch of rustling outside. And I look. And it was actually a gentleman coming from BC to go to Manitoba. And he actually had, I think it was a 2020 Kona, I believe he said. And he hadn't had the battery swap yet. And so I actually went out and talked with him because they were having issues with the other Petra Canada charger. And I looked at his battery pack and I looked at mine. Mine seems to be a lot wider it kind of goes over if anybody's looked underneath a vehicle there's almost like a little i call it a sill where you could actually put your jack stands uh to hold the vehicle up and all that and mine seems to kind of wrap around it more so and it actually seems to hang down lower the one that he had it was covered black, almost like a black steel on the bottom, where mine looks aluminum. I I do need to find somebody to actually tell me if what the differences are. If there actually is more cooling, if it's a bigger battery pack, or how it is. Um... So, yeah, he was having issues. Uh, great guy, though. He makes uh, awesome guitars. He showed, he gave me his business card. I somehow have misplaced it. I'll have to look in all the stuff that I got. Um, but he made, makes guitars out of, like, shovels and moose, uh, moose antlers. It was super awesome to look at. And uh, so I actually was... Pretty much at 81%. So I'm like, well, just take my spot. And so 
that charge somehow costed $10 more. So I'm not sure if I... I was starting to come into like a headwind and all that uh, going from Saskatoon to Regina. Um, I guess I also was sitting about 20% less. Uh, but that one cost me $21.63 to charge up to, again, 80-ish percent. My charge stop was set to 90%, but just with talking and all that, I unplugged at about 82-ish percent. <laughs> so with that uh he took over my spot and for whatever reason it didn't want to work with any of his like phone he had a Petra Canada phone app his debit card nothing seemed to want to work on this machine it didn't it just wouldn't recognize any of it so we got him going and uh I continued on my way. This would have been about midnight now. Continued on my way for about another hour. And uh, tried to actually get some sleep in this little town that I found. And uh, there there was a few different uh, semi-trucks parked there also. So I figured it was a good sleeping spot. And... Uh, Pretty much right as I start nodding off, a uh, big, a massive train starts going by, just blowing its whistle, which I would really suck to live in that town with that thing. Um, but yeah, so it took quite a while, and apparently I was a lot closer to the tracks than I thought. So I was awake at that point, and so I just... Decided that I would uh, continue on my merry little way and went to my next stop, which was the Whitewood, another Petrocan charger. Uh, still had essentially a truck stop in a way. It's a big parking lot for semis to park and sleep and take their little breaks. That one, the charger seemed to have been set to technician mode I'm not sure I had my debit card out getting ready to pay plugged in and entered my phone number which on Petra Canada chargers you should be able to enter your phone number and then it essentially texts you a receipt where that doesn't seem to be working on their chargers because neither one did but on this one in Whitewood, it seemed to have been put in tech mode. And so it actually cost me nothing to charge up. But I did pay for the other gentleman in Regina. So I'll factor that into my price as to how much this whole trip has cost for charging. And uh, so after I was finished charging in Whitewood... I, they have actually like a, about a driveway's width kind of behind the chargers. And so I just kind of pulled in there and slept for about an hour. The sun was starting to rise at that point. Um, so slept for about an hour, 
and got up and continued on my merry way. Uh, I, at that point, going by the vehicle and EVOBD2, um, I had, I was probably about 80-ish kilometers short of range to actually get me all the way home. So I did have to make one more stop in in Brandon. I was going to say Regina, but that would have been going the opposite way. I did uh, make another stop in Brandon to charge up. That was uh, another quick charge. And it only cost me $8.61 for that charge. And so it was... Altogether, I spent $66.59 charging, which is super good, and which tells me I could probably get to, I think, when we went to Lloyd and the car broke, I think I was over $70, and that was with one free charge in Saskatoon when we stayed at the hotel. So I think I can do it for just about that. Uh, I think at the end of the month, we're going to find out one way or another. We might be heading up to Edmonton and then Alberta also at the end of the month. So I can give you guys a better picture of how much it would cost to go up to Edmonton and all that. Because uh, I don't think we're getting... We might get a hotel, but it might not have a charger. We shall see. Um... But yeah, so hit Brandon, charged up, then got home about 11, 11, 11.30, before lunchtime. And uh, I was, I was drained. It was, it was a long day, but it wasn't as tiring as when I went with the gas vehicle earlier. Because I do have that lane keep, I have the active cruise control, so I didn't have to worry about any of that. Um, so I was, I was still exhausted, still tired, but I had essentially also been up for, it would have been, what, 30-ish, 31-ish hours? Call it, now we're asleep, doesn't, it's a nap essentially. Um, so actually while my youngest son was sleeping, I decided I was going to go to sleep also. Um. And so I went to sleep at that point. But uh, I have basically just cleaned the vehicle. But it's <coughs> it's nice having my electric back. It's, I set my charger up again. And we are set back at, uh, especially with gas, gas prices at, I think I saw 2079, so we'll call it 208 a liter. It's even that little car that they gave me was getting almost $70, $80 to fill that up. So it it was getting expensive for gas. I It was interesting to, I calculated all the gas receipts uh, for that month that we had it. And it was interesting to see how much it costs for gas and that was driving even less than we normally would 
I would take a lot more road trips during that time if I would have had my electric. But it was just because of gas prices that we didn't do as many trips as we normally would. But I'll just say the gas bill for that month was about a car payment. So I don't know... I don't quite understand how people do all these road trips. There was some places there was a lot of people on the highway, but maybe it was out of necessity, right? Um, but yeah, so I will tell you guys once Hyundai actually gets back to me with everything, uh, whether they've approved all my receipts that I gave them and whether... How long it actually takes them to... They said before that I would be getting an $850 gift card for the inconvenience of uh, the battery situation. That would be anybody that's getting that battery recall. It That $850 is... I think for everybody, it, it worked out to be $5 a day up to maximum $850. So I guess if you didn't weren't... Re your vehicle wasn't recalled as long. You might not get that full 850, but I don't know how long it takes to hit that 850. Somebody can do the math if you really want. <laughs> and uh, But yeah, once you hit that 850, that's the maximum you could get. So we'll see how long it takes them to get me that. I'm hoping before my next trip out to Alberta. Maybe then it pays for that trip. So... <laughs> So that was the fun of uh, the road trip. And we do have a couple of uh, car shows coming up. Um, if you're in the Winnipeg area, Pony Corral on Grant actually does. It's a car show every Sunday. They kind of get different clubs and whatnot to, we'll call it host, kind of be the main attraction and then there's the other cars that go around it. Lots of cool cars there. But I believe it's July 7th. I'd have to quickly confirm the numbers. I'll put it in the notes. Um, but I believe it's July 7th that they have Manitoba Electric Vehicle Association kind of hosting. So the main deal is going to be electric vehicles, which is pretty cool. So if you have any electric vehicle questions... Come check us out there, and yeah, we, we're going to leave it at that for now, and now that I got my car back, we can get back to doing EV stuff, and uh, I got, already have a couple things maybe planned for Canada Day, which is coming up at, on this coming Friday, July 1st. We'll see what the flooding situation looks like that's happening. I might be preventing some of those plans. Uh, but again, thanks guys for uh, listening and taking the time uh, to spend with me. And uh, if you guys want to hear much smarter people talk, you can go check out uh, Kilowatt Podcast with Bro Bodie. And uh, you could go check out EV Resources podcast and if you guys want to leave me a message a voice message you could go check 
you could go to anchor.fm slash truenorthev slash slash message. You could reach me on Twitter at ev underscore north. You could hit me up on Facebook at truenorthev. Or you could just shoot me an email at truenorthevpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks guys so much and you guys have yourself a great week.